Hey guys, back on the podcast today. I've got Cassie joining me on the couch today. We're going to talk a bit about her journey um, competing as a bikini competitor and also a mum and a business owner. So I will let you introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Cassie. I am a mum of two boys, owner of Ignite Fitness and um, yeah, not long gotten into competing. So in the last couple of years, which has been great. Um, yeah, what did you want to know? Yeah, well, let's go into it. So, what got you into uh, what got you started in the fitness industry? So, were you a PT before you started competing? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I was already working at the gym um, before competing. I um, I've always gone to the gym, and then after having my kids in between pregnancies and whatnot, I got into training, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I used competing as a way of to start with as a way of getting back on track with my fitness and um, I want to say aiming to get back to what I was before kids but finding a new stronger version of myself and in the mix of that I um, I just ended up helping a lot of people along the way and it just all fell into place so um, I started out teaching group fitness and um, did that for a number of years and, and then got myself certified and became a coach and a trainer and never looked back it's been great wow Love it. Um, that's probably something, because you work majority with females, I, I say. Yeah, I have a lot of female clients, that's right. Yeah, and uh, probably a lot of them who have kids would be like, I want to try to get back to that um, pre-kid body. And I suppose a message that you'd send out yourself is how about we just create a stronger version of that. Yeah, that's it. So it's definitely, you know, and every mum has got this this photo of when they're in their prime that, you know, you, you want to get back to that was that, oh, that's what it was pre-kids. Um but I always encourage everyone that there is a better version, a more badass version out there waiting for you to create. And nine times out of ten, even when it comes down to um, to their physique, we can get them looking better than before they had kids. So uh, they've got a lot of strength and a lot of determination. And um, you give a mum an hour, an hour on her own, and, and she'll do pretty well. So Yeah. And all, that's like such a big outlet for busy mums and busy people in general just being able to go see a trainer um, that hour a week or two hours a week, however time it is, and um, have that have that time to themselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm involved with coaching as well. I, I run an online support group for all my clients, as most of us do, um, but I really reiterate to them that it is okay to take that time for yourself. It's okay to put yourself first those few hours a week where you, you go to the gym um, and also just that little bit of time might be five minutes in the morning making your coffee or prepping your food and just helping them make sure that they know it's okay to put themselves first so um, yeah, get their fitness on track and, and it helps their family too like it helps their or helps their kids more so in the sense like they've got more energy to spend uh, on themselves oh, they've got more energy to spend within their own family as well and um, we were talking just before the podcast bit about how uh, previous to you starting the fitness industry, you were um, you were a stay-at-home mum, is that right? Um, yeah, so I, I worked full-time up until I, I had my kids um, in corporate industry. And then um, I, I did the stay-at-home mum thing for a couple of years while the boys were really young. And um, I just realised it, it wasn't quite fulfilling enough for me. It was, it was enjoyable and I, I love spending time with my kids, but... There was more more to be done, and um, yeah, just really wanted to to get working, and it just happened to be that going to the gym a lot uh, that's what it was for me, and 
And um, yeah, so I started helping people that wanted to do the same, really. Um, being a stay-at-home mum was great, but yeah, like I said, that was not quite You're, you're a very ambitious person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so driven. pretty driven, motivated, and it's one of those things if you can kind of you look at someone, you see their potential and you know you're able to help them. You just, you just want to, so. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what do you used to do in corporate? Um, I ran a safety store for um, mining companies, yeah. selling PPE, safety gear and um, fit outs like that. So, yeah, yeah it was busy, busy job. Um, you could never imagine going back, could you? No, nah. no, there is uh, definitely not. No, don't put me back behind a, a customer <laughs> service desk, please. Yeah. I still have I still have like nightmares now and it's been like I've been in the industry for like four years where I wake up like having dreams about me waking up going to my old job that I used to have before I was a PT. Yeah. And I'll be like late for it and I'll be like trying to get to the team meetings and trying to like organise the workplace and everything was chaotic because I hadn't been there in a while and I was like, Why haven't I been here in a while? And I'll wake up in a cold sweat and like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to go back there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I guess that's a bonus of running your own business as you can structure it to how it works for your lifestyle and and for me it's really really good it fits in i do my early morning hours before the kids wake up um with clients get some business uh things attended to in the mornings and there's school runs and then there's clients work things up until midday two o'clock and then school runs and um yeah. so it, it's good because it is one of those industries where you can fit it in around the other things that need to be done as well. So. Yeah, and it does help with those sort of hours too, like the early mornings because, you know, sometimes your kids are still half asleep getting ready and things like that. So it gives you a little bit of time because you've got your, your home studio, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So yep. it works out well to, to do that before the kids get up so I can... If I'm not training clients, I'm not working anyway, early hours, just fitting in, making the most of those morning times. Yeah. Um, and then I work down at a, a gym as well, down at the, the rec centre in Byford, which is a wonderful, friendly gym. Um, very chilled. Lots of great, great clients down that way. So, it's so uh, you've built quite a community there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I work with a lot of people that attend the same gym, so it's quite nice to be able to go in there and... You know, sometimes I can be training with one client and there might be six or seven others in there and I can keep an eye on them, make sure they're all doing what they should be, yeah. not resting too long in between sets. And it also helps with <laughs> check-ins. And, yeah, yeah. Helps with check-ins and, and just being able to um, personalise that, that service for them a bit more. So it's great. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, one of the things I was thinking about there is, um, I think I saw on your Instagram, you had a photo shoot for your clients recently. Was that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we did one back in, just after um, the gyms opened up after COVID, we did one then and it was just a way, a little bit of a motivator to keep everyone on track with their fitness and their nutrition throughout COVID and to, to sort of persist with that. A few of the ladies uh, weren't able to make it, um, but there were a lot that could. Then I did another one for a client of mine who just recently competed. Uh, she did fantastic. 49, mum of two. And, wow, um, that's all. Yeah, she, looks, she, she looked great, she's eh? She's done amazing. Yeah. Um, so did that one for her as well. And um, yeah, got a, another shoot coming up for the girls in December as well. So just a lifestyle, again, bit of motivation for them, something to uh, set their mind on, a little bit of a target, and it'll be great. 
Love it. For, for the people listening that are personal trainers or new to personal training, more so or coaching, um, <clears throat> how important in your opinion would you, do you think it is having those set goals and like setting up little things for uh, your clients to hit as a target and as a community? I think if you really want to have that, um, that community feel and approach with your clients, I think it's really, really important. It's great to give them a set target, you know, um, and it, it might not be everyone coming in with that same look, you know, for a photo shoot, but it's about helping everyone feel a little bit more confident and giving them that motivation to go, no, I've got, I've got this coming up. I can do this. I can stick to it. Um, and you know, should always be aiming to set mini goals, whether it's for a group like that of clients or whether it's one-on-one with your clients, it's good to, to approach both. I think, um, I'm a very goals driven person and a lot of people are the same. It's just a matter of finding what goal it is that they're after and yeah. And the best plan of attack to get there. Yeah, and also what drives them to get there because like Absolutely. Yeah, it's easy to go, Oh, I want this, but it's like why do you want it? Oh, that's I don't it. know. It's yeah. like, you probably won't last long. And that's different for everybody and it's a matter of you know, with coaching it's a matter of taking that time to find out what's gonna work with one person versus what will work with the next and it's you know you might have a couple come in a close category but it's never going to be the same so it's yeah yeah i love that um one of the things i always ask in my consultations is um because uh, because I, I always come from um uh, area of strength and like building strength for people yeah. uh, as a more of a strength coach um i always ask like what does the word strength mean to you um and every single person is different some people it's just being able to deadlift 100 kilos some of it's like not being able to not having eating a whole muffin every morning for breakfast yeah, and like every person's so different I, I love i love seeing the different answers come through because that gives me an understanding of what they perceive as strength in their mind and it helps me gauge what's going to work for them as well yeah. in ways of like um where their weaknesses are where their strengths are yeah what, what they, they need value. to work on yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, again, going back to it about like uh, PT. So you, you, been, is it, you said about four years you've been? In yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, um, what, uh, what was it like for the first few months when you got into the industry? Um, because I come from a background of group fitness and group coaching, I was already working with a lot of people and, and, um, down where I work, a lot of people knew who I was. Um, so I was quite lucky in the sense that. I basically had clients waiting for me ready to go as soon as I was ready to start coaching. Um, I did wait until my kids were a little bit older and um, I was on track with my preps for competing and things like that before I took on clients. But yeah, it it all has just ran really, really smooth. Um, I do some group coaching as well. Not something I do an awful lot because the time that I have, I rather put into my one-on-one clients to make sure they have everything that they need. and I'm giving them the best service possible. But yeah, every now and then I will do some group coaching as well and um, working with some some of the floaters at the gym. You know, they're beginners and they just really, really need that little bit of guidance and assistance and finding confidence in the gym. So I'm just about to, to run a program of that again yeah. over the next six to eight weeks, uh, which will be really good. So Yeah, love it. Leading up into Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like to base it off a, a challenge or let's shred you down or... What can we do? I, it's more or less implementing lifestyle changes for them to help them move into the new year and to work towards having a bit more um, discipline over Christmas and through the holiday periods. And so everyone wants to start after Christmas or in the new year, but 
if you can start working now and building healthy habits to get you through the festive season, it's a win. So I love that. That's probably actually let's go down that avenue. So um, for people listening that aren't PTs and more so, or even for PTs, I suppose, but um, for your clients and other people who are listening that are into fitness, um, what is your advice for the festive season for them? Um, to have a balanced approach. Um, it's one of the times I'm, I'm someone who's huge on team breakfast. Um, yeah. I, I'm just a big breakfast person's favorite <laughs> meal of the day, but throughout the festive season, I always tell my clients to, you know, especially over that week of Christmas, New Year's, pick your favorite meal or two of the day and save your calories for around that time, yeah. you know, so if yeah. you're going to have a nice big lunch or a dinner, hit your protein goals for the whole day, get something in the morning, get your activity in, don't stop moving just because it's uh, hit that festive season. It's more important to keep moving because you are consuming uh, more calories. You're going to be drinking. Um, more socialising. Yeah, so yeah. keep your hydration up. Save your calories for your favourite few meals. Um, watch your fat intake. That's what generally gets people oh, the most. Oh, so much, so, eh? Yeah. Watch the fat intake. Um, avoid those cheese platters. Which you can. <laughs> no. Just, just have some balance and just allow for the fact that you're most probably going to gain a kilo or two over Christmas. Okay. It happens. Um, it might be a little bit more than that, but just do your best to, to have a balanced approach to it. Don't go in all or nothing and... That week or two after Christmas, same thing. Be balanced on the other side. Slowly start pulling back the treats, cleaning up your diet, getting back to a regular eating routine and um, give yourself a couple of weeks to get back on track. See, I like that. It's, it's just you're easing yourself into it and easing yourself back out of it, which yeah. is the best way to do it. Like, yeah. That's how you create a sustainable result over that period. Well, everyone wants to come in with that all or nothing approach. You know, they either blow right out through that, that week or two yeah. around Christmas, New Year's. And then afterwards, everyone's back on really strict diet and cutting out all the booze and those sort of things and balance the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the festive season doesn't really end until Easter. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that could be a long period of time. Yeah, it's well. like, it's four months, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 7th of January, yeah, it'll go all the way through. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's what I usually say to people, they're like, oh, you know... I'm not sure what I'm going to do about Christmas because I'm going away for like three weeks. And I'm, going to, I'm like, you've also got Australia Day, you've got Easter long weekend. You're always going to have a time. There's always a yeah, time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you just got to learn how you manage those times and pick the days that you go out and enjoy your time with your family, go enjoy your time with your friends because it's not really what you do for those two weeks over Christmas. It's what you do for the other 50 weeks that's of the it. year. And right? if, you can, if you can balance it through that period of time though, you're going to set yourself up for success with your mindset. If you try and come in too hard and you feel like you failed, no one ever wants to feel like they failed when they were going to stick to this or, um, you know, they weren't going to have those meals and when they were out with their family and friends, go and enjoy that time and just... So important. Like mental, mental wellbeing and emotional wellbeing. Um, just being able to connect with your, with your friends and family. Right. And that generally happens over food. So yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's a message I always tell people is, um, as much as I like to look at food as fuel for our performance, it's also a celebration of us living life. Like we use it to celebrate birth, death, um, weddings. Um, yeah, so many things that we use birthdays, um, again, um, meetings of people like that's the way we've always 
connected with other people is around food because food brings enjoyment it brings life right um and that's what i say to people like so because you know you get people that come like that food is fuel it's just fuel i'm like well you also got life (laughs) where you're gonna enjoy yourself yeah yeah. Um, in saying that as well, I if you are someone that tracks your food already using my fitness pal or another app similar, I also do recommend to my clients to tr- just log your food to the best of your ability yeah. over that time. Um, not every day, obviously it's not going to happen every single day, but there are days there where you can kind of get a good estimation of your calorie intake and it, it might just inspire you to make sure you fit in that little bit of exercise or that walk um, and that will definitely help create a little bit of control through that period by yeah. just keeping that awareness of what you're eating as well. So Yeah, I love that. Um, one of the things I was going to ask about there, do you, have you worked much with um, females that have eating disorders or things like that? Um, or do you find that common around your area? With I wouldn't say a lot with eating disorders. I would just say with a lack of knowledge towards nutrition. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest things I have is with clients understanding food volume. So yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of clients come to me and it's the classic, I'm just not eating enough, but I don't seem to be getting where I want to get to or I'm not losing weight. And, then, and it's straight away, I'm like, okay, so we're going to have a big focus on this person's nutrition and getting them to understand food volume. So yeah. the new client comes on board, I always get them to track for me uh, five days worth of eating, three weekdays and over a weekend, and then I can sit down and go, even though it didn't feel like you ate a lot, this is how much food you consumed, this is how many calories you consumed, and this is why. So I guess just getting right down to the basics of nutrition and instilling that into them from the start helps, and then all of a sudden I've got clients that are going, I didn't think I could eat this much and and still lose weight, or I thought I was going to be hungry. Um, not just losing weight, but losing fat as well and getting them, getting them back into shape. And so, yeah, the biggest one for me is getting food awareness. I haven't had a lot with food disorders. I would say more with, um, I have noticed a lot recently of, I don't really like this terminology, but it's been thrown at me a few times, body dysmorphia. People looking, especially mums and being so harsh on themselves, looking and, and like I'm more like obese. You're like you're a size ten. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you know how many women would kill to be a size ten? Yes, and not <laughs> seeing, um, not seeing themselves for they are. They're seeing a reflection of the the tired mum, and and I like to make that my job to turn them into the badass, a strong mum that's got control of their fitness and. Yeah. So working with mindset. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Try, try. <laughs> yeah, working with um their mindset and just getting that on track, and I think when we start there, it helps them to eat better and. And get things on track that way, but um, I've been quite lucky to not have come come across too much on the eating disorders. But yeah. it's, do you think it's more like the area you're in? Um, I think it comes down to as well the age groups that I work yeah, with. Okay, uh, older, mature. Oh, oh yeah, a lot of mums yep. from um, the age late twenties right through to sixties, that yep. sort of area. Um. I have a, a number of male clients working on a project for me at the moment, which is going to be great to share um, in a few weeks' time. Um, but I'm definitely not put off by someone. If they had an eating disorder, I believe that there is an, um, a solution for, for everyone. You just got to find what works with them. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, train, I train a fair amount of... Yeah, well, well my eldest client, oldest client is 66. And then your know, youngest clients and they're like teens, right? And I just find it so 
uh, so common now under the age of 30 is there's so many people, so many females more so suffering from eating disorders yeah. and things like that. And um, whether that's a case of them being like over, um, uh, what's the word, uh, like over compulsive or with data or like looking at numbers and they're so obsessed with like the scale the tracking. oh the scales yeah, yeah tracking everyone their weight. is obsessed like, with the scale I went up 200 grams I'm like that's okay yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's okay to go up 200 grams you probably grams. had some salty food and yeah, you were eating a little yeah, bit of like, fluid if you went up 8 kilos from last week I would be asking questions yeah. I'm like a couple hundred grams you're good you yeah. are all good um, yeah so if I find that a lot with um, females now and again with tracking a lot of them are scared to track because yeah. because they they don't want to get obsessed about the numbers and I try and make it really simple for people I go look just track whatever is the whole foods in the meal so if you're having a whole meal don't try to track the slice of cucumber or the slice of carrot and the one slice of onion you had so don't drive anyone crazy doing that all day yeah. track the track the meat you had on your plate track the bit of rice or potato you had and track the bit of avocado or cheese yet because those are the macronutrients that count. Yeah. For the total whole that we're trying to look at. Yeah, the fifty calories for the salad, we can we can let that. Slide yeah, it's out. okay. It's like probably I try took and, more energy than to eat it. <laughs> again, I try and just get it back to that education point. Is where if I can, the more I can teach them about nutrition, and understanding food, um, I find that it pulls them away from that eating disorder side of things yeah, yeah. more and more. Um, well. Like I said, I haven't come across the eating disorders as much, but that negative mindset towards food. And I think, like you said, with um, kind of that younger population at the moment, everyone is afraid to eat. They're afraid of food and it's... Afraid of carbs? Yeah, yeah. We've got male clients that are afraid to eat yeah. carbs. I'm like, I mean, we are team carbs. dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Carbs are the best things it, on this earth. Um, <laughs> actually, it's, it's funny you say that. I was sitting down with my son the other week and he's eating a muffin at muffin break and I was eating a chicken wrap so you know carbs again and I couldn't help but overhear this gentleman telling this lovely young girl uh, at the counter how she needs to be on a keto diet and how oh, she shouldn't be having what a dick. milk and she shouldn't be and it took it was all a customer, of, was it, it was was it? A customer talking to the girl uh, making coffee and um, t- he was telling her how wonderful it is that he could put butter in his coffee and all of these things, you know, a very, yeah, very keto disgusting. mindset it is. I did. I tried that, Karen. Yeah. And <laughs> it took all my might to sit there and to just hold my tongue and not say anything. And after, after he left, I went up and I, I had a chat with her and just let her know that, because see the look at her face, you know, she might've been 15, 16. And I said, it, you know, you don't need to be afraid of food and please just disregard that information um, given if you need to for um for health reasons yeah. to be on a keto diet, that's fine. But I I don't like pushing, especially towards young females that they need to avoid certain Anything, foods really, to lose yeah. weight. So the only thing you should avoid if you're a teenager is drugs. Yeah, and alcohol. <laughs> that's it. Like, yeah, you definitely can eat whatever not you want. carbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't avoid carbs, Jesus. Yeah. So um, I, I did the whole keto thing for about a week, um, just to prove that I can get into ketosis. And I hated it. I hated it. Oh my God. The food was just, no, nah, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Did it because I always have people go, oh, you know, you should try keto. I'm like, I tried keto and I actually went into ketosis. I'm like, how many times have you been in ketosis? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, huh? What's the point of you doing keto? I'm like, huh? I'm like, oh man, the amount, of, the amount of misinformation there is about it is ridiculous. Like if it works for your lifestyle, great, but it's not a, it's not something I enjoy because I like, I like 
carbs. <laughs> like, Who doesn't yeah, like I know, like you have to be like an absolute psychopath. I was waking up in the middle of the night having sweat streaming about eating Krispy Kremes. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like day six in and I was like, I've got one more day cash. Hang in there. You've got this. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, I'm always, first point of call for me is getting my clients eating breakfast. A lot of, a lot of mums, it's that people, coffee in the morning. Um, banana maybe. Yeah. yeah, but I'm all about getting them in good, healthy, sustainable breakfast to help carry them through the day, That's especially because by the time that, that school run time does come for a lot of mums, there's no time to stop there's from no meal four at 2pm. No. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm heavy on the education when it comes to nutrition and um, yeah. food tracking. Again, I think it's a really fantastic tool to help create awareness with people. So when you are out and about, you you can have a pretty good guesstimation of what you're about to eat, and um, yeah, the more you learn, the more knowledge you have. Yeah, and the, the more, more you confident can... and empowered you are. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, that's cool. I think we've got about I said twenty five minutes on that topic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go into a bit about your competing background. So. Um, uh, okay. how'd you go during your, I don't know if that's something you want to talk about. Yeah, but, no, let's um, do it. We can do it. Yeah. Go into about how you went during your first comp and coming out of comp. Cause I know there's a lot of people who have listened to this that are thinking about competing or, yeah, um, have competed. Um, and you've competed twice or twice, twice. Yeah. So let's talk through the first time. So first time round was, um, it was my goal after having my, my second son to get back, um, and even myself was after at that point in time to get back into shape. Um, little did I know I was just about to build a more badass version of myself. Um, but I didn't really have any idea what I was getting myself into. So I coached myself through my first competition. Um, I don't recommend it. Always work with a coach. Yeah. Uh, you should always work with a coach. Yeah. Um, but I achieved my, my goal that I had set out to, to, to get on stage and... Um, and compete, I was definitely fish out of water and far from where I should have been, but it was stepping off it. that stage. I, I did it. I did what I wanted to do, but it was stepping off that say, stage that first time that just built that drive and desire, and, and I knew I had to go back and do it again and uh, do a better job. So I um, I found myself a coach, um, and I worked with my I was with my coach, Oren, for two years, and we yeah put me through a reverse diet, build up my calories, which is really important when it comes to competing. These are things that I didn't know that I needed to do prior to working with, with coach for competing. Um, we put me in a reverse diet for around 20 weeks and then we dieted down and we uh, got on stage and did fantastic and um, came in with it with fourth place and first call out. So I was really yeah. happy with that, but more so it was the journey of watching, um, my so mindset worried. change yeah. and my body change physically. Um, the, the difference was huge within that first couple of years. Um, but I think if I was to, if I was to go over my competing, I'm far from done yet. I've got big ambitions there. Yeah, love um, but anyone getting into competing or thinking about getting into it, you need to understand that it, it, to have good success, it is a lifestyle. Um, you can't approach it with, I'm just going to diet for 12 weeks and get on stage because you're going to look like you dieted for 12 weeks and got on yeah, stage. Yeah, compared to someone who's been doing it for a year. Yeah. And every the, single day, day in, day it. out, every holiday, every day. Um, <laughs> the other big one as well is I, I still haven't stepped on stage with the mindset of, 
I want to place first or I'm going to win because your first year is going to be someone's fifth year or there's always going to be someone who's been at it longer than you. Um, doesn't mean you can't give it your best shot. And, yeah. But it's it's all about just improving on your own physique each year, time in, time out, and understanding that there's longevity of the sport. It's not something that happens fast or overnight. Um, That's true, yeah. Especially, I think, COVID's taught everyone that, that, that you got you got to be patient with it. Um, doesn't mean you stop working, though. But, yeah, if you want to compete, I suggest finding yourself a coach, mm, allowing yeah. yourself plenty of time, and stop and assess where you're at in life, what stress do you have going on um, financially, with work, with family. Are you in a good place? Yeah. Um, is your health in a good spot? And are you committed enough? Because if you get up on that stage and you know that you only put in 80% effort, right there in that moment, you're going to feel 80%. you got to get up there with we 100%. You say next to people who put in 120, yeah, 130, that's it. 140. Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that you, uh, you did everything that you could, that you turned over every leaf, that you said no at the appropriate times and you didn't cheat on your diet because it's going to show. It's Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, eh? I love that about, um, it's actually, yeah, it's like I, I talk about, um, with clients, they go, oh, can I have a cheat day? I'm like, do you ask your, do you ask your partner that? Yeah. I'm like, do you ask your partner, do you mind if I just go <laughs> cheat on you for a day? I'm like, if you're going to take this seriously, we've got to take this for seriously. Yeah, that's If you it. really want this result, you've got to take it as if this relationship here is as important as any other relationship yeah. that you wouldn't go cheat on. So don't ask me a silly question. <laughs> that's the terminology that I actually really dislike, the term cheat day. Yeah. I, I use the term with my clients, um, an off-plan meal. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit mean. I don't really give them a full day. I'm kind of like, you can have a meal or two, yeah, but that's it. 200 calories extra or something. Yeah, yeah because um, it creates that, I feel like it creates that negative mindset with food. You know, you're cheating and you're like, great. So cheating, binging, they end up in the same kind of category, same yep. area. Um, so yeah, they get off-plan meals, um, those sort of things. But yeah, you're right. You know, it's if you're not also in close to your goal, why do you want to have a cheat meal? Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're one week into this. Yeah. Why do you want one now? Yeah, why do you, why do you feel like you <laughs> like, deserve one? let's talk in three months. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and it comes down to using food as... I think it's one thing what we spoke about before, food and enjoyment with family. It's another thing when people use food as a reward. Yeah. For, um, for you know, celebrating weight loss and things like that along the way. It's... um. It's like a drug addict um, doing drugs to celebrate being clean, which I've had experience doing, which is so stupid. So don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it just starts to create that negative stigma with food, I feel. So Um, let's bring it back to competing. So what was your mindset like coming out of your first comp? Because I know this this is probably something that you can relate to a lot of females and like judging from you, the little I know about you so far is that you're quite strong willed and you're quite independent in your own mindset. So um, let's talk through that. Um, so coming out of competing uh, the first time, I straight away knew it was something that I wanted to do again. Um, the, it was great knowing that I had done what I'd set out to do, and that felt felt awesome. Um, one thing I hadn't put a lot of research into was what I was going to do afterwards. So when it comes down to reverse dieting and staying on track with that, um, so there was a little bit of took a little bit to get that control back after a day or two of, you know, of dieting for 20 weeks and then all of a sudden going, okay, cool, I can, I can 
come out of that dieting phase now and it was then it hit me that this is it's a lifestyle it's not something that you can just turn on and off there is no on off season per se with that yeah um so you're on you're over in so you don't really go growing. back you don't really go back to a different lifestyle after that you know yeah. um but yeah my mindset was uh it helped me grow as a person and helped me get a lot stronger and create more discipline in all things that I do. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to have my kids see me go through it as well. Um, and I've been so proud of you. Yeah. I've never seen it in the last cop. Yeah, yeah. Getting them, just getting them understanding about nutrition and things like that as well. So um, a lot of people are afraid with dieting to sit down with their family and be eating something different but it comes no, back judgment. down to sharing that time and that that meal time with your family which is more important than if i've got chicken and spinach on my plate and the kids have macaroni and cheese yeah it was harder for me but it was about sitting down and enjoying that time as a family together so how good does mac and cheese smell when you're on a diet oh it's pretty good especially when the kids are turning it up it's like mm. they're just like they're yeah. just like no <laughs> um so yeah it definitely helped create a, a stronger uh mindset more willpower um yeah yeah, love it. And what about the second time? Coming out of it the second time was that, but just amplifi- amplified. Yeah. Um, it was all those feelings, but it, it had, it had grown again, too. you know? So um, just knowing that I had gone back though and I'd done it with 110% effort that I'd turned over every leaf that I'd done all those things that I said that, you know, I recommend for someone to put that effort into for competing um and I feel like with each time you get better when it comes to reverse dieting and sticking on track and things like that and um yeah just it just amplified so it'll be interesting to see what happens next time yeah 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 planning on going going all out all effort in again yeah that's exciting yeah I um I was due to be competing at the Arnold Festival Mm -hmm coming up at the start of next year but there with COVID and, and no going go. on track I made the decision that that's not the right time for me mm. to to do that so I worked on a few other things and um some off-season improvements and yeah. um yeah so it'll just be interesting to see what happens next time now do you reckon uh oh yeah we don't know what's going to happen but do you reckon season B next year or the following year season um, A um I'll I would be saying next year we'll be we seeing some stage at some point yep. um to be confirmed yeah yeah um at it's what exciting. time of the year but yeah 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 looking forward to the IFBB Pro League coming back <laughs> yeah yeah um it's great that the other federations are still able to be up and running as well and yeah, yeah giving not, people not the same a, feel though is it slightly different yeah yeah. yeah. It's just good to give people that opportunity to experience in some different areas, yeah. and different categories, and yep. yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, my my client who competed just recently in ICN, she will be heading back. I'm really excited because we can put her in um, fifty plus. So, yeah, uh, yeah, That's so cool. It's gonna be really great yeah. to see her go to that next level. <laughs> yeah. What's your goal for competing? For competing, to keep beating each year's version of myself. Yeah. Just keep Love beating. It. Just keep progressing on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, it's me, yes, it takes. A little bit um, of time left in bikini and then perhaps um, shift up a category up into wellness. So we'll see see what happens there. Um, yeah. But to just keep keep growing I, I like the way it helped me not only grow physically but um with my mindset um yeah when when you're in the sport um I, it's a very relatable thing to, to feel I guess if you're outside of it it's um a little bit harder to explain just having that uh having that drive yeah yeah yep. having that fire ignited I guess it's like anyone with a sport, you know, when you find your sport and you find your niche and you find what you love and you're really, really driven, it's Nothing will just, stop you. Yeah. 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 I love so that. That's so it. cool. And that's yeah. a, it's a very, um, it's a personal uh, journey as well with competing. Um, I think because like I said, you can't compare your, your first or second year against someone's seventh year, even though you're judged like that on stage, um, you've got to focus on your own journey with it and that's what I like so um you when you compared did you find coming out um because I know like some girls for example struggle with the mindset coming out um do you find you're pretty consistent with your mindset coming out Uh, yeah so my mindset stays consistent because I'm always focused on what's next yeah okay so that's what like what I was I guess trying to say before is that for me it's not okay I've done that now where do I go back to normal life which I think is is definitely difficult for some people because you're so focused and um your mind is just focused on one thing that entire time that you're prepping um but because it is what i love i'm focused on what comes next after that whether that's um okay where do we improve from in here what was my feedback where what do i need to do now how many weeks do i have to do this before we're into that next phase again um but yeah, a lot of girls do struggle with that mindset because I don't think they have a next goal laid out. And when you've been focused on a goal for so long and you finally get it, it's this awesome... And that's not placing or anything like that, but when you're there on that day and, you you know, you're you're all dolled up in your, your bikini yeah, and you're, you're looking glam, you've hit your peak, it's um, it's an amazing feeling and it's really hard to top that again afterwards. So yeah. um, even just setting mini goals like a photo shoot, for a month or two after to help keep you on track with the reverse, which was something that, um, that we had did, uh, after the second, second time I competed and that worked really, really well to ease your way out of it, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, training style. So like, um, what was the most enjoyable phase of your training through, um, go through comp? All of it. Don't even get me started with training. (laughs) Um, I, favorite, favorite, (laughs) top three, Uh, my favorite phase of training is probably the last eight weeks because even though you're dieting, your calories are lower, you're tired, your drive is so high. So that was probably my favorite. So there were things that I was doing and weights that I was lifting at this teeny tiny body weight that I didn't even know were possible. And, um, that's one thing I like to do always, you know, is to continue to challenge and progress and to surprise yourself with what you can do. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, that phase was great. I enjoyed always glute training. If we're going to pick a favorite muscle group, always training. The kidney girl. <laughs> yeah. Can't go past glute streams. shoulders. <laughs> yep. Um, but, um, 
top one, that's top two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You get me in the gym. I just like to train. I would just yeah. train all day if I could, um, if my body would allow it. But yeah, it I feel you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't like rest days. <laughs> um, Run hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I'll so take them when I need them, but I don't like rest days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't give you a favorite phase. I just can't. It's just... Yeah. Nah, it's cool. I thought I'd ask anyway. Uh, someone asked me this morning in the gym, they're like, oh, because I'm training with uh, Paulie B over at Doty's now, yeah. so he takes care of my, my training and train one-on-one with him once a week. Yeah. Um, and someone was asking me today, he's like, oh, you're doing bodybuilding training now? He's like, what do you prefer more, like strength training or bodybuilding? I'm like, mate, I just like lift weights. Yeah. Regardless, I'm like, I just don't like running. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not team yeah. running. Um, I guess it comes down to, though, depends what programming you have. You don't have to keep it all in in a, a bodybuilding programming or in a strength training. You can cross them over and still yeah, get fantastic yeah. results and yeah. and better results sometimes than if you are so focused on sticking to a bodybuilding training style as a opposed to throwing in the strength components and yeah. um whatever you're some consistent functional with. training if you like it. You know, yeah. it's all you got to do what you enjoy. Yeah, um, you'll do it more and you'll do it better than correct. you would have yeah. something you don't enjoy. And that's yeah. a that's it. Yeah, it really and your body will respond better. Yeah, because you're feeling better. You're lifting better weight. You're lifting with better form. That's you're it. You're doing it more frequently. Yeah. You're just generally going to look better from yeah. doing it. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what we say to people. I'm just like, I like lifting regardless of what it is. Yeah, high reps suck, but uh, still, it's still lifting. I enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> it's yeah, not, they have their place. <laughs> um, they have their place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, because I, I boxed for competitively for two years. Oh, great. And, um, like, it was just... It was a full-time job, mm. um, just running and running, 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 skipping, skipping, like boxing, running. boxing, boxing. There's like so much road work. I never did any weights or anything. So yep. I was like, we sitting around 90 kilos, which is like 30 kilos less than I am now. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I remember even when I used to run and I was good at running, I just hate it. Like, this sucks balls. But I was like, I just knew the bigger goal at the time. And it's kind of like training now. Like I love lifting weights. The dieting isn't as the fun part, right, for me. Um, but it's been sort of end, so you do it. Um, yeah, so it's it. a similar type of mindset I have towards that. And that's what I try to relate back to clients as well. Yeah, yeah that's you're it. You're always going to have things that you really love. There's going to be things you don't really love, but together... Everyone's got their weakness, whether it comes down to the training. Some yeah, people are fantastic. Work. <laughs> yeah, we've all got that there somewhere for sure. Yeah. Um, I, if I had to pick one, I, yeah not huge on on cardio <laughs> i i do teach spin classes yeah okay so that's a bit different um yeah. i kind of get most of my cardio done in in a group environment like that so have you been training shoulders like today maybe yes they are, they are, they are pumped out <laughs> yeah I, uh, I went and had myself a yeah. nice little delt session um, <laughs> at doherty's today yeah. so yeah you haven't seen cassie's uh profile go on because she's got some <laughs> Good sized delts on her own. Every mum needs a set of guns. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely, yeah, I hit some shoulders today, a little bit of back. It was good. It was good. Better than mine, jeez. <laughs> uh, no. I was going to say, yeah, cool. So that ties us up about um, competing. And um, as well, is there anything else you want to touch on on that? Mm, I'm f- 
fairly good. Is there anything else that you want to know? No, that's uh, pretty much more so for the listeners listening. But um, how we how we got that? It's about forty so forty minutes. So let's wrap it up there and just go over um how people can reach out to find you if they want to train with you and um the type of clientele that you train. Cool. Um, so you can find me uh on Instagram on my Ignite Fit with Cassie page or Ignite Fit with Cassie dot com as well. Um, and there's a Facebook page as well. I am a fitness for everyone approach, so I will work with anyone who is willing to put in the work. Um, I base my business around three components of eat, move, and improve. So um, if you come work with me, that's what we're going to work on. And um, I am down south of the river, but I do online clients, online training as well. And yeah. Love it. Um, uh, anyone looking to compete, are they, would you get them to reach out to you? Is that something yeah, you take absolutely. on Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Definitely more on the female front there, but I wouldn't wouldn't shy away from um, a, challenge. a challenge of uh, prepping a male either. So, yeah. Yep. Love it. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, listeners, for you listening, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Um, I'll put Cassie's details in the description below, so please click on that and you'll be able to find her profile. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks.